podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Hello, everyone. It's me, FPL Guns Ali Jahangirov and Gianni Butici. Welcome to the FPL Winner Show. As every Sunday, we're here to talk about uh, how our FPL game weeks go. So, um, how you been, Gianni? Yeah, man, not too bad. Good to see everyone. Happy uh, Sunday morning. And Ali, you absolutely, I've never heard you uh, say my surname. So you absolutely smashed it there. Batichi, thank you. So many get that wrong. So uh, yeah, mate, thanks for that. And um, hope this is going to be a good, good game week. I mean, it started probably quite well for many because I think Palmer was captained by the masses. I mean, Saka too, but both of them have, I think, around 120% EO. So fair play to all those that Captain Palmer. You're very happy this morning, I'd have thought. Um, and if you didn't, Captain Palmer, you're still probably looking at it going, Saka can match him. There are, of course, other options in play. Ali, I know you captained someone away from Palmer and Saka. And a fair few went to their Man City attackers and Liverpool attackers too. Tell us who you captained. Uh, I went fully <laughs> Maverick mode. So uh, I'm on Martinelli at the moment because I don't have Saka in my team. And the fact that Palmer had a... You know, it's an early game week game because uh, this this is a pretty weird game week that lasts for 10 days. So uh, yeah. I didn't want to uh, bear with the, you know, captaincy pain for a good old week and uh, just wanted to captain someone from the next uh, weekend. And, uh, you know, I had a couple of options. So um, well, basically, I just wanted to support my team Arsenal and... Uh, it was between uh, Martinelli and Darwin, but I wasn't sure about Darwin's minutes, and uh, he's always getting hooked. Uh, so it, it was Martinelli, and uh, hopefully we can get a... Last year, around this time, he started his good run when everybody Did sold he? him, and yeah, and he just uh, kicked on, and hopefully he gets the same, gets in the same mood this year, so... I didn't realise it was, yeah, coincide nicely with the dates from last year. Let us know in the chat who you guys captained. I can see Heather went for Pascal Gross. That was someone I bought. Um, so, yeah, I'm hoping, Heather, that Gross really puts in a big one for you because, yeah, low ownership there. And Brighton are, are going to be a really interesting team to track this game week because I think many that sold Trent went to a Stupanan. Many that sold Son either went to Pascal Gross or considered Gross. Probably the majority went to Foden or Jota um, or Richarlison. Um, so, yeah, it's going to be a really interesting one. Ali, today we've got a couple of big games, um, but so many will be watching this on demand. So I feel like it's best for us to look back at the games from yesterday rather than preview too many that are ahead. So Everton Villa today, we're recording this Sunday morning, Man United and Spurs. And hello to everyone that's listening on the pod. But we can already review the three games so far. I don't think we need to talk a huge amount about Burnley Luton. Um Chelsea Fulham, there's talking points. And Newcastle Man City, that's where we're going to start. There's so many talking points. I think Newcastle Man City yesterday, Ali, was one of the, if not the game of the season so far. It was definitely up there. I think maybe, was it Chelsea Man City was probably slightly the game of the season so far, the draw. But but this one was a cracker, wasn't it? Newcastle taking the lead, going into the last 20, when KDB's on the pitch, you just go, I think City are going to get something here. Did you get that feeling? Because I did. I just, it was inevitable. Yeah, you you know from the last seasons, from seasons before, like uh, when when you know City is is coming back in a game, uh, it's usually when they control, when they don't give up many chances, and you know they do their usual crosses and uh, they apply in pressure. So it was uh, it was a difficult game to predict. 
many of us, uh, you know, probably assumed that Newcastle defense is not has not been in good form lately, and uh, so um, basically, you had a sense that uh, City will come back, and uh, after you know KDB subbed in, I mean subbed on, he it was just a matter of time, and yeah. we didn't know in what shape he is at the moment because he just came back from the injury and uh, and he was absolutely outstanding. We'll talk about KDB because he's uh, in these times when our popular FPL assets are off for their international duties. Uh, I mean, there's a good lack of, you know, um, a good lack of uh, premium options in the midfield uh, in the absence of Salah and so on uh, I think we have a lot of budget uh, uh, to uh, to spend on players like that and KDB has just uh, timed it really really well KDB this season Ali has played 22 minutes in game week 1 and 22 one minutes in game week 21 right um, and he's already he's already had so he's, he's played 40 minutes of Premier League football this season and he's already gone up in price from the start of the season. He went, he, he was 10.5 and he dropped all the way to 10.2 when he was injured. But since he's come back, he's already now 10.4. So already he's had two price changes. And he, since the, the 22 minutes yesterday, one off the back of yesterday's performance and one bef- just before it, because we'd seen him in the FA Cup. This is a player because the timing has been so perfect with Son and Salah leaving everyone's got midfielders to sell of a certain price point and they're like, oh, do I just look at De Bruyne? So I completely get it, as well as the Man City double game week. So actually, his ownership is 12.8%. Like, already, De Bruyne is becoming a bandwagon. De Bruyne's not becoming template yet, but he's heading in that direction. Like, this is a guy that's been out for so long, where his ownership would have been, you know, 1%, 2%, and already he's at 128 so I guess my question to you from the off alley is, do you think he starts versus Burnley? Because he said yesterday, I'm not ready to be playing, you know, more than half an hour. But that two weeks time, he should be, right? And it's Burnley, it's a nice fixture run, and then it's a double game week in 24. Someone you're going to look at, a likely buy or? Unlikely? Definitely. Kevin De Bruyne is one of my all-time, you know, favourite FPL players because of the ceiling he has and he's always a differential. I mean, I didn't fully understand the love for KDB before this game week because... Yeah, risky. Yeah, he's always been a differential. uh, Mostly because of his price tag, he's always been expensive. And uh, I don't remember, uh, apart from one season when he was absolutely smashing and he got the Player of the Year award. And uh, that season he was fairly highly owned. uh, But his, you know, direct opponents were just Salah. And uh, yeah. a lot of people could have, you know, could easily fit in Salah and KDB together. But this season is completely different. Uh, this is really interesting because once Son, Salah, and Haaland uh, and Trent come back into their, you know, good form and fitness, I think it will be really, really interesting because, you know, uh, our budget will be well spread between those, two, you know, four or five players, and we we can absolutely there's no way we can fit all of them. So uh, KDB is basically my next transfer, but uh, the only question left for me is who to sell for him because um, at the moment I have um, in my midfield Palmer, Garnacho, Foden, Martinelli, and Salah. 
So I have two options to uh, sell. It's Martinelli and Sala. It's one of those two. But it basically depends on Holland, uh, you know, come back. Yeah. Uh, and we don't know yet, but uh, he seems to have a setback uh, on his recovery and uh, he's not expected to start. Maybe in two weeks' time, things will be different and we'll be talking about a different scale of... Uh, but uh, double game week 25... Uh, for for city is a is a you know uh, interesting one. Basically, a lot of people will be tripling up on them. So yeah, I look at De Bruyne, and you mentioned that season he had nineteen twenty season. I think was when he had that worldy season. He got thirteen goals and twenty three assists. Since then, he had a six goal, twelve assist season, a fifteen goal, eight assist season. And last time out, a seven goal, 18 assists. So the numbers are always healthy with De Bruyne. He is a reliable, very reliable asset, especially when it comes to creativity and assists. If we're not buying Haaland in game week 22, because we don't think he's going to start versus Burnley, then maybe you buy De Bruyne instead, right? If you do think Haaland's starting versus Burnley, you're probably buying him and that might block you from buying a De Bruyne, both finances and free transfers. So in 22, Man City do play Burnley at home. And that is a captainable fixture, whether you're captain in Haaland or De Bruyne or you're going Foden or Alvarez, you're going to you're gonna give the armband to a Man City player, I think, that week, most likely, right? In game week 23, it's away to Brentford. That's a tough one. So if Haaland isn't back for 22, maybe you can go without him in 23. 24, it's Everton at home. Good fixture, not amazing, but good. And then obviously 25 is the double where we'll be looking at triple captains. And we probably need to see Haaland playing a set of 90 minutes before we want to give him the armband for triple captaincy, knowing Salah has two really good fixtures in 25 as well. So that's going to be a really interesting one for chip usage. But I do wonder if Haaland's had this delay. We all thought he'd probably feature versus Newcastle, didn't we? Like until Pep spoke pre-match the day before the game, we all thought Haaland would be in the squad because we had seen him training. Pulled out of training, recurrence of the same injury, not ready yet was the headline. So with that in mind, I'm like, against Burnley, his first game in what will be almost two months, I can't see him starting. I think he'll. I think if he's fit for Burnley, it'll be off the bench, just like we've seen Doku and De Bruyne. When you're out for a while, you don't go straight into the eleven. So if he's not starting Burnley, we don't have to buy him for Burnley, which means we probably don't have to buy him for Brentford in 23. And actually, with them not looking at Haaland transfers until maybe game week 24, the big thing is, is if you're not going Haaland, then does it make KDB far more likely to transfer in? And I think for me, it's a yes. And someone I might have to sell to to, to get KDB in is, is Saka. And you mentioned Martinelli there. I think Saka, whilst I captained him this game week, Ali, he's a, on a bit of a last chance for me. If I don't see anything versus Crystal Palace off the back of their, their week in Dubai, their week in the sun, their week of rest, then I think he's a sell. It's a good point. It's a fair point because... Um... Saka hasn't been really uh, that impressive in recent months or two. Uh, overall, Arsenal uh, has been the same. It's, it's been the same story for the whole team. That they haven't been really, really uh, the same as they. Uh, their performances weren't the same as last year. And <clears throat> there's a conversation to sell Saka, um, yeah. but at the moment with City, you don't know how team will react to their. Uh, two weeks break uh, abroad. Most of them fly to hot places like Dubai, Abu Dhabi, and uh, they have a camp over there. Maybe it will affect, you know, positively Arsenal, let's say. 
city the same. Um, we don't know what kind of city we'll get uh, once Haaland is back with uh, KDB in the team. And uh, it could be green fixtures for regardless of who they play. And uh, Brentford away, I'm, I'm not exactly convinced it's a hard fixture, especially with the creativity of KDB, even for 60 minutes. Mm, I think he can true. do uh, the damage. And uh, we've seen that in 22 minutes. You know, um, away trip at um, Newcastle is always tough, and the um, I think if Holland is fit, as you said, I don't think he's fit completely to play ninety minutes, so yeah. he will he's not likely to start. He's not a urgent buy at the moment, and uh, all we could you know do is just wait and you know until he gets minutes and. Uh, the same with KDB, but I think he's got enough time. He's already fit to play. That's a yeah. good thing. So two weeks' time, with a, you know, I think they'll have maybe you know friendlies and training and stuff. He, he'll, he'll catch up with his fitness, and KDB is fine. He's a totally great buy at the moment. But in my case, it, it will be in the expense of, um, let's say, Martinelli. But I won't have enough funds to get to Haaland uh, without selling Salah. So... Yeah. I have to make a decision. Um, so basically, it doesn't make any sense for me to, you know, keep Salah if I will be selling him in a two weeks time to get Holland. Mm -hmm. So uh, maybe it will be a straight swap from Salah to KDB, and then uh, we'll see how uh, I fit in Holland. But it's not an urgent buy at the moment. Yeah, I hear that. I'm glad I got the money out of Trent last week when I could, uh, because I think there's going to be, we're going to hit game week 24, where we might be in a world where our three premium players, and we can fit three in, we probably can't fit four in, but game week 24 doubles, if Liverpool get the double two, and they'll double if they get to the Carabao Cup final, because the game against Luton in 25 will likely drop in 24. Salah, Haaland, De Bruyne is very possible in 24, but if you have those three, you very unlikely can't have a Saka or a Trent or probably even a Watkins. Like that's the compromise. So you just have to judge that and weigh that up. Son too. Um, I like it though. I like that trio, I must admit. And I do think with De Bruyne, like I think it's being played down that he's not ready to start. He even came out and said, I'm not ready to start. It's like, I think for Burnley, you will be mate because you, you had half an hour or 20 minutes against Huddersfield in the FA Cup, which was the first week of January. Then you've played mid-January yesterday. By the end of the month, and we're talking like, I think City plan like the 30th of Jan. By the end of the month, surely you're good for 60 at least. Um, and he's also got the FA Cup, remember? As Freddie points out in the chat. Thanks, Freddie. They're playing Spurs, FA right? Cup. FA Cup, yeah. So, yeah, and Chai says it too. So, again, that really helps for, for minutes and to see Haaland too. We're going to need to see Haaland. Doku's an interesting one. Let's talk about a couple of other Man City players. If you've got Foden, you're obviously sticking with him. And Foden still yesterday on the English TV, Ali, Sky, it was on TNT. Uh, Ali McCoyster was on CoComs, was asked, who's man of the match? Who's player of the match? And he said, I thought he was going to say De Bruyne. Personally, I would have said De Bruyne. I know he only played half an hour. I mean, what De Bruyne did in that game was special. Rodri too, though, clearly. And he said, it's between Rodri and Foden for me. And yet again, we see... A football match with Man City where Foden is in the conversation for player of the match by those that are there watching it, that are, you know, know their stuff. Ali McCoyster really does. And he comes away with a blank. That can be the frustration with Foden. He's often the best player on the pitch, but not always rewarded with FPL points. But with his price point, 
that's fine. You can't expect double digit returns every week. He's 8 million ish, right? You're not spending 12 million on Foden. So keep with him. But one that caught my eye yesterday, more because of the minutes he got, was Doku. And Doku was due to come off on around the hour mark for De Bruyne. I think it was De Bruyne. And City changed that. Pep changed his mind. And he ended up bringing Bernardo Silva off instead. And Doku got an extra 10. So Doku ended up playing till around 75, 80 minutes when Bob came on and took his goal really well. But the fact that Doku, who's been out for so long, had what, one cameo versus Huddersfield, like De Bruyne, but then was good for 80. I'm like, mm, you're starting versus Burnley. And I've got no doubt in my mind Doku's first choice on the left, you know, especially against lower block teams. I think he's a really interesting differential, given the fact they've got Burnley and then a double game week a couple of weeks later. Yes, he's not going to start all four, five of those games. He'll probably miss one or two, but he'll feature in all of them. And we know from earlier this season, Doku is dangerous. And he's like 6.6 or something like that. Yeah, he's in a good price range. And uh, the thing with Doku, uh, if you compare him to Foden, uh, in the games where Foden blanks, he's still in and amongst the uh, final three. I mean, mm -hmm. he's, he's always assisting, he's always creating chances, he's always shooting. Even in, in the game against Newcastle, like he was very brave to shoot outside the box all the time, and he's always creating. So if you compare Doku to Foden, uh, I would rather go with Foden, because even when he blanks, he's still almost scoring. That's what you yeah. like to see. Uh, that's what makes a good FPL asset. I mean, even if he blanks, at least he's lively, at least he's creating chances, at least he's shooting, at least he's in shooting positions, he's always in the conversation for player of the match. The thing with Doku, he's always getting hooked most of the time. Yeah. And uh, I think his ceiling, in one of the games he scored more than 20 points, but how often will that happen? 22, yeah. yeah he, you don't know with him. He's he's playing the same role as Jack Grealish, and uh, Grealish has never been known apart from his Aston Villa years, he's never been known for a high ceiling player. Like he's, yeah. uh, it was a couple of weeks time last year when he was very popular because of the injuries to other players. But that was because of the minutes, uh, you know, issue. He doesn't, you know, he doesn't have a backup. He didn't have a backup. So he was certain to start and it was in good form. But with Doko, he's a good differential, uh, but it's, I would rather compare him to uh, Bernardo Silva. He's in, yeah. who's in good form and scored yesterday as well. So if it's a conversation, uh, whether it's Doku or someone else from City, so you have to compare him to Bernardo Silva because Foden is, um, you know, a step ahead at the moment for me. And that's why I, in my uh, transfer decision last week, I, I wanted to get Foden because I like what I, what I see from him. Even when he doesn't score, he's still, he's not a sell. Like he can always end up scoring a couple, maybe assisting a couple. So he's always dangerous. And uh, that's what you like to see when you're picking your FPL assets. Yeah, I like that. Um, I like that review as well. When you compare Bernardo Silva and Doku, they are a similar price point. And with Bernardo, you know you're getting minutes. Doku, every team sheet, you will be, will he, won't he? And a question in the chat from Eddie, like what about Grealish? And what I'd say this season is, what we've seen with Grealish is, he hasn't necessarily been flavour of the month. He's been in and out, just like Doku. Um, in the games where... Pep wants control and he speaks about control a lot and Bernardo Silva on one side and Grealish the other offer him that complete control and you often see them holding the ball passing sideways or backwards compared to say the direct running of in years gone by they've had a, a Sane a Sterling now they've got a Doku that offers that and Pep likes having that alternative plan against teams especially teams that that 
are never going to have the ball and it's all Man City and they just need to mix things up a little bit because they're parking the bus and they need runners. Um, so in the tougher games, let's say Man City play Arsenal. Do I think Doku starts if Grealish is looking good? Probably not. It would be a Grealish game. Um, and yesterday, Doku did start against Newcastle. I think that was a lot to do with the fact I think Grealish had a few personal issues. I think his house was robbed a couple of days back. So he'd missed training and been ill as well. Um, so when I look at the Man City fixtures, the next four or five, they feel like more Doku games because they are easier fixtures on paper and deeper blocks. So one to monitor there. But yeah, it's very punty, very punty. Um, let's just talk very quickly about Chelsea and then move on to a couple of our... Well, let's talk about your team quickly, Ali, and then we'll see my team and talk Chelsea because your team is on screen. So guys, do think about signing up to Fancy Football Scout if you've never checked out the members area and do hit that like button and subscribe to the channel. That'd be amazing. Uh, likes are really welcome this Sunday morning. So Ali, your team, you've had some big green arrows recently. Uh, you went, you've spoken about captaincy. Chai has asked you to give us a little bit of intel about Gabby Jesus and what your plans are there. Out of those three forwards, which one do you think will become Haaland? Watkins, Darwin, who has a double game week, or Jesus? Uh, initially, my plan was Jesus. Um, was it? Because at the moment, I think he's the only one I can afford for uh, in order to get Haaland. Right. Um, so basically... Um, this week I transferred in Estupinian for Trent uh, and Foden for, I believe it was Son that um, I sold. So the plan was to get Haaland if he was fit this this week uh, instead of Jesus. But Arsenal has a you know fairly decent fix, fixture against uh, Forest, Forest away, away. Yeah. and I I wanna watch Forest because they are they had a new uh, managerial uh, promotion. I mean they got the new manager in Nunes Espirito Santos and he's he's known for his defensive uh, output back in Wolves days, even in Spurs when he had you know, he started the season they were keeping a lot of clean sheets. So I'm not sure. Uh, I wanna monitor Forest a little bit before selling Jesus. But um, it was basically between Darwin and Jesus uh, for me. At the moment, I think I can only afford, you know, selling Jesus. And um, <clears throat> with Arsenal, I've uh, tripled up on them. And uh, I really want them to start getting into form because otherwise I'll have to, you know, sell most of their assets, maybe keep Gabriel on my bench. But Jesus is an interesting one. Uh, he was uh, flagged before this game week, but I've seen some of the training videos in Dubai or Arsenal. And they were yeah. a week ahead, and he was, you know, fairly involved in drills, and he was basically in full training. So I didn't hesitate to keep him in my team. Otherwise, I would have sold him for John Pedro, taking another four-point four hit. So it just swayed me to keep Jesus. It's a good fixture at home against Palace. Let's wait a week and see how he performs. Does feel like it was a week to take four point hits, but if you needed to and be a, be aggressive, I know a lot were rolling transfers, and again, I'm fine with that. But I think a lot has been spoken about. Oh, we need more information, and we will, of course, get more information, and we all want more information ahead of game week 22. It would be great. We'll know more about Afcon. We'll know more about um, double game weeks. We'll know more about blank game weeks off the back of the FA Cup um, and percentage chances. I don't think that necessarily means you have to have two free transfers for that week, or you know. 
there are points to be had every given game week. And by rolling this week, not that there was anything wrong with that. Like in an ideal world, I'd have rolled this game week. But I also look at those like you, Ali, that took hits or those like me that used both their two frees this week to go, no, we're actually chasing points that are hopefully on offer in game week 21. And we both brought Brighton. You've brought in um, Estupanan. I've brought in uh, Estupanan and Gross. Like we're we're hoping there are points on show this week and we're not going to be complacent. And we're also getting on these players before they've gone up price even more. Like a Stupanan, if he goes and gets um, even six to eight points, again, there'll be more jumping on him next week, a lot more. Pascal Gross, similar. So I don't mind that at all, being fairly aggressive, have you ha- have you've been of late. And again, you won FPL by being fairly aggressive. Not that you were taking hits every week when you won. You didn't need to because you're often above the curve. But you weren't scared about just going early on a transfer. Or you weren't scared about captain a differential or just playing completely your own game. So guys, um, hope you appreciate uh, Ali's gameplay as always. We'll have a quick look at my team. Um, Ali, as you'll see, was a step ahead on Garnacho as well, which a lot bought in this week. Um, so let's have a look at how I'm set up this game week. Um, I did get Ali because of people like you that were hitting. I think my arrow went from 65k to 60k because I didn't take a hit. So that was quite welcome. I started on a green arrow, which was nice. Not that it lasted for long because Cole Palmer, we need to speak about Chelsea, um, delivered. Delivered as captain. And to be fair, looks like he had a pretty useful game. I wasn't able to watch the game. I was listening on the radio to the first half and um, or the first 20, 30 minutes. And it sounds like he could have had an assist early on. Um, obviously, the appeal of Palmer as well as penalties. Uh, but he did clock an expected assists of 0.68 yesterday. So his XGI was 1.53 when you include the 0.78 pen. He's just a phenomenal asset at the moment, isn't he? Yeah, he's, I've seen a couple of clips from that game and uh, he's doing some tricks and, you know, creating chances. He's, he's just an unbelievable player at that age and he's in good form. I think he's just riding that wave of, uh, you know, everything happens for him. And, yeah. and uh, you, you can only wish uh, all the good stuff for the young player, up-and-coming young British player that will definitely be one day playing for the national team. and. Palmer is just joy to watch, even though he plays for yeah. a rival team. I, I, it still doesn't stop me from enjoying his game. And um, he will only grow from there. And um, I think there's a lot of room to improve for Chelsea attack. And uh, once all of the chances he creates get converted to goals, I think Palmer will be, will be basically unsellable at this rate. Yeah. In game week 23, Ali, uh, man. Man, uh, sorry, Arsenal and Liverpool play each other. So this is a game at the moment with captaincy. We're, a game without Haaland, Son and Salah makes captaincy a really interesting conversation every single week. In game week 23, with Arsenal and Liverpool playing each other, I don't think anyone's want, going to want to captain their Jotters, Darwins or Sackers and Martinelli's. Man City go to Brentford. So, I mean, you said earlier, you don't think it's a tough fixture, but going to Brentford's never easy. So you might be a little bit cautious about captaining a Man City player, knowing they're away. At home to Brentford, sure, you'd do it. But Chelsea have Wolves at home. I think Palmer might be the, the go-to captain again, especially if he delivers in game week 22 as well, which is against Liverpool, by the way. Um, that'll be interesting. Game week 23, if we go back to Palmer for the armband. I mean, I've not captained him this season yet. I regret in a way not captaining him yesterday. Like I'd take those 10 points for Saka now, who I captained. Um, but what do you reckon? Like He's a legit captaincy option now because his consistency is unreal. Yeah, if he... I mean, he's uh, he's been delivering points in good 
consistent basis, and I think he's he will be in the conversation for sure. Uh, I'm just looking at some other differential options, maybe Newcastle at home for yeah. for the Gordon owners or Isak owners. I think they're playing Luton at home, and uh, it's a good fixture for Newcastle. Uh, first of all, Brighton is playing; they're playing Crystal Palace, which is a you know derby, and is all it's always fun. Sometimes there's no there's not a lot of goals in that game, but if if Ja Pedro still uh, keeps up his form, I think he's a good differential captaincy option. Um, yeah, United playing West Ham and City playing against Brentford away. Yeah, but this is a this is the most uh, valid argument for the captaincy because if you want to go differential, uh, maybe that's the week. And uh, Palmer, yeah. I don't think he will be differential though. Like it, mm. in in a week like this, he's still like over uh, in and around like hundred twenty percent EO, uh, which is quite significant for a player. Um, so basically, I like the captaincy shout for Palmer in that game. Um, I just I, I like to th- think of other assets as well. Yeah, that's fair enough. I'm looking at the bonus points from yesterday in the Chelsea game. Palmer got three, as you'd expect. Petrovic, who only made four saves, is still useful, uh, but three for Petrovic as well. And again, his distribution is quite good. And for goalkeepers, we know in the BPS, pass completion is important. Um, Petrovic is, by the way, a very interesting option. I do wonder if Sanchez comes back in. Since Petrovic has been in goal, I think Chelsea have looked a little bit steadier at the back. And we've seen a fair few clean sheets by Petrovic. Um, so one there to consider if you maybe it's not till whenever we wildcard, but worth noting Petrovic is a 4.5 at the moment starter. Levi Colwell, he was on for three bonus. When I checked at about 5 p.m. when I, I I was playing football yesterday and I I got to the bar, checked the sort of bonus points as you do. The game was obviously an early game, so you expected it to be locked in by 5 p.m. But um for the Chelsea game, the early kickoff, Colwell has gone down to 24 in the BPS, so he picks up one bonus. So people like FPL Chai in the chat who had Colwell and thought they got three bonus off, off him. I mean, you're sure you're taking the seven points and you're very happy, um, but you would have preferred the uh, the the nine, Chai. Uh, did that affect your rank, Chai? I know you were world, your world number five at the moment. Was that with Colwell's nine or Colwell's seven? Um, can't believe you've been robbed with Colwell. So where are you in the world now, Chai? Did that affect you? But... A nice differential there. Chelsea defence isn't the best, but they're cheap. So if you're on a Gusto or a Colwell, I had Colwell, I think, for the first 10 game weeks, and he did did really well for me, actually. So I'll I'll take that. Um, we've talked about Chelsea and Man City. I don't think Burnley and Luton need too much conversation, Ali. Let's just talk very quickly about what we're thinking we might do with chips. And guys, if you're enjoying the show, thumbs up would be appreciated. Um Ali, game week 24 feels like a gimme for triple captaincy, doesn't it? If Liverpool double and with the City double, we've got Haaland and Salah as two triple captain options. And later in the season will be bigger doubles where we might want to use other chips. Yeah, it's interesting uh, because it all depends on Haaland, you know, injury update. We'll know more about Liverpool doubles, uh, I think, in before game week 22 uh, for certain. But um, if they... if those two teams double and Salah comes back by that time. I think there's a conversation between those two. Yeah. Uh, but triple captaincy, uh, th- th- this chip is, you know, uh, I don't expect much from that chip, but I'd like to go in a different um, game week rather than, you know, uh, the whole 
FPL Twitter goes to Triple Captain because last year I went for, I think it was Rashford in a double game week, but a lot of people were just waiting for Holland to uh, Triple Captain. And, it, you know, uh, I, I, I remember the benefits of going different on Triple Captaincy. And um, I'm, I don't want to rush into things because I'm too far behind uh, and I want to seek a better opportunity maybe for a differential captaincy. And, but for the, for the rest who are basically looking to defend their rank, I think uh, Salah will be very popular if he comes back by that time. And if Liverpool yeah. doubled in 24. The thing with City, um, in their midfield, even if you get KDB and Foden, you're not sure where the points come from. When Holland is there, he's just hogging all the points. And uh, when he's not, it's different. It's it's really difficult to predict who will get the most points. And yeah. uh, sometimes when picking our captains, uh, that's that's the the most reliable uh, you know uh, feature that we're looking for. FPL captaincy that he's a talismanic player. All of the chances go to him, and he's more more mo- most likely to score in that game. Salah is that player. Um, yeah, he is. In in city in city team, it's uh, you know when Holland is uh, up and running, he's in good form. Yeah, Holland is the guy. When he's absent, you never know. Like Foden could score, but now Silva could score. KDB could you know, spread. Uh, smash a you know goal and assist in 22 minutes, and it's it's hard to predict. And uh, maybe for me, KDB will be a good differential in that option in that, in yeah. that game week. Don't mind that at all. Um, Liverpool might have the slightly better fixtures. And it is game week 25. I think I kept saying 24. Apologies for that. Um, So, yeah, 25. City's double confirmed is the Saturday late game uh, against Chelsea. But Man City are at home. And then Man City again home to Brentford on the Tuesday night. So the turnaround there, Saturday, Tuesday, isn't too bad, given the fact they're both two home games. I think the Liverpool double game week in 25 would likely be Brentford away. And then it'd be Luton at home. Um, so Brentford's of, double would be Liverpool Man City tough <clears throat> a lot of people will be looking for the third Man City option and uh, I think um, triple um, attack mate yeah, triple but... attack for me it'll be Foden Haaland and then Doku or KDB I reckon but Walker's obviously an option isn't he? yeah I'm in there with you but their goalkeeper uh, ah, Ortega is, yeah Ortega is 3.8 at the moment and uh, yeah. we don't know yet uh, what's the injury uh, update on uh, uh, the number one, uh, Edison, yeah, yeah, Edison is he's got a nasty injury, but uh, you wonder how many weeks he will miss. Maybe he's not, he's still not fit for a double game week. And Ortega is a nice one week punt for those. Maybe uh, there will be players who, uh, you know, FPL managers who will be maybe activating their free hit chip. Yeah, um, or, or just sold Salah, and in that particular game week, he's coming back. People are going without Holland, Salas, you know, players like this at the moment. And maybe in that game week, it's, it's a valid chip to use. Yeah, yeah, P- quite possibly, mate. Um, I don't don't hate that either. Uh, guys, thank you so much for watching. Ali and I have had a really good debrief there. Uh, there's only been three games. We've only really spoken about two. But because the conversation is so broad with FPL at the moment, with doubles, blanks, chip usage, hopefully you've really enjoyed it. So if you have, uh, do let us know. Uh, guys, thank you for watching. Fantasy Football Scout has got tons of material planned still in the next week. So make sure you're keeping your eyes peeled. 
Uh, Ali and I will be back next weekend where we'll be, of course, reviewing the game week, but also looking forward to game week 22, which I think the game week finishes on a Monday. And then the next game week deadline, I think, is Tuesday. It's a really tight turnaround. Uh, So we'll be reviewing on Sunday all, I think, nine of the 10 games. I think Brighton play the Monday night. Uh, But for now, guys, thank you for watching. He's been Ali. I've been Janny. And we've been Fantasy Football Scout.